you have to recognize long-term costs. So when you talk about marital, you know, we'll get to there. When we talk about emotional, um, we have chosen in seasons to be too busy. And we knew that was the case. And we always had, uh, it was always important for us that we had a plan to get out of that state. And there was a clear benefit to doing it. Because what happens is if you just start getting busy and you don't have a reason to get out or a plan to get out, um, there are long-term emotional, physical, all these effects start to play in. Hello and welcome to Weary Dads. I'm your host, PJ Weary, with my co-host. Dad, and today's episode is not brought to you by the Uniball Pentel <laughs> pen, pen. It's just not. It should be. I've invested quite a bit of money. If Pentel. only they knew. If they did, um, they, I, blues, I love the blues, not the music, the blues, although... For those of you who know me, maybe a little Joe blues. Bonamassa. I know that oh, that's, name. That's that's, your, that's that's Uncle Jim likes that. Yeah, that's my brother's my favorite. My in-laws, yeah. yeah. So anyhow, this is not brought to you by Uniball Pen, but I wish it was. <laughs> the Vision Elite, it writes like you wouldn't believe. All right. So hey, last time we talked about ten areas to enhance in your life. We talked about the first gonna, five. Yeah. yeah, you share the first five, please. Well, this is part of a three-part series. We're going to talk about the ten areas. Part one is about the first five. Part two is about the second five. Second five is part, part two. That's today. That's what we're doing. Yep. And the third part is on the rituals to accomplish that. Yep. I think that's big. I think you've mentioned that in how routines should replace uh, intentions in one of your uh, social videos. And I love that because uh, it's, it's a little too much to look to the future every day in ten, for 10 years. But instead just to be like, okay, what do I need to get done today? Especially like with a four and six year old, a lot of times I'm just like, okay, I, if I just get this done today, then I have done what, what I need to do. What that's called <laughs> is doing the urgent, not the most important. <laughs> right. And well, not, the not, routines will help cover that. Exactly. Yes. So, so the first five were yes. spiritual, physical, intellectual, parental, vocational. And we kind of went through those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the okay. first part. And then we have for this one, financial, emotional, marital, social, and avocational. Right. Is avocational, would that be like hobbies? Yes. Okay, that's what like, I, like, I'm not going to lie, I looked at that. Like fun. And even as I look at this, and I, and I do think this is, uh, we talked about this last time, how I don't think this is a perfect system. I think it's a helpful system. But I look at this and I say, why is parental before marital? Yeah, I, I, that may not be... Michael Hyatt, that might be you. <laughs> yeah, it's just the way it came out in my list. Okay, so yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. Marital could be in front of parental. And for folks, you can push these in whatever order you want. Sure. Okay. It's just ways of uh, thinking about evaluating yeah, your Yeah, I just have them on my list to remind me. Yeah, for sure. So I, it, okay, go I'm going to do this. Well, let me say why I think that's an issue. Oh, there you go. You can see, or you can turn it that way. I mean, we have cameras yeah. all over the place Let, now. Let's, let's we have video. That. We're like a Where's big deal. Is that, is that working? So folks, this is where <laughs> you now know my weight. You got to know. So so here's the here's the thing with that. I, I and I, I thoroughly believe this. There's good research to back it up, but I also think there's good theology to back it up. And that's you have to focus on your marriage first, yeah, and then no, your kids. Yes, because not a question. and we see this over and over again that kids thrive around a happy marriage. And I, I think that's really I think that's really true. Oh, it's like and 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 especially for young 
men they're yeah. uh, they're learning how to treat a woman and yes. a young woman is learning how she should be treated and then vice versa a how young she boy should treat. right a young woman's learning how to treat her husband and the boys yeah. are learning oh this is how a marriage works and a husband and wife navigate things yeah so it's i so, think you're spot on so for yeah. those of you out there this is the second five but put mara marital that is marriage before <laughs> parental that is before being a parent just keep it in terms of priority i mean honestly yeah. it doesn't matter when you work through those things i just think that you i mean obviously well we don't need to get into all that it's just i think it's important we so. don't but you're almost there so here we go <laughs> number six financial okay Folks, this has always been a challenge for me, and I have never been more ahead of the game than I am now. Still not like where I'd want to be, but that's not because I want to have all this money. I want to be able to have uh, freedom uh, so that, because I'm 60, that when the day I step away mm. from um, being able to work, which I don't know how sure. old that'll be, is that I'll be able to protect and take care of my family. But yeah. I have long-term goals. I have an emergency fund, and then actually I have a another fund which is a uh, uh, like a five hundred one. Oh, sure. No, four hundred one k, aka Vanguard fund or something to that effect. And I have numbers for those. Um, but I think your financials should be different. Uh, we you're in a different spot. I look at and you guys don't know this. PJ and Becky are in their mid thirties. All right, young mid thirties, thirty three. Thirty three, and Becky's thirty one. Sure, yeah. oh, whatever. Becky's a child. I mean, yeah, basically. And she responds that way. No, very mature woman. Anyhow, so <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks. Folks, for you to understand, Becky Sue's actually in the studio right yeah, now. She is. And uh, I'm not gonna lie, we're we're making a lot of these comments just to see her uh, reaction. Yes, and she's handling it like a chump champ. So <laughs> no, so so here they are. I would love to see these two have their house paid off maybe by they were 45. Right. Because that's how you really can get ahead, right? Well, and I, I think the big thing for me as I've looked at this is, um, and I, I think we have to watch out for this. And I have run into this, and I don't want to put anyone on blast. Um, we have made decisions as business owners. And again, if you've already made decisions the other way, you have to figure out the best way to handle yes, this. Yes, you're looking for balance for you. Yes, but what I wanted to say was we've made some ethical decisions. Um, and this comes from my experience with uh, uh, friends. Uh, I knew a very talented young woman who was hired as an intern. And uh, I do think there are some moral implications to this. Uh, she was hired for $24,000 a year by a major marketing firm. And they sold a website at an exorbitant price. I think it was eighty dollars to $100,000. And she built the entire website by herself she was overseen but she built the whole website by herself and took her three months and twenty four thousand dollars we we can you know it when you talk about orlando prices is not enough to really live on like she's she's living like college dirt poor right um probably having like and she is providing immense value to her company and so her company made at least sixty thousand dollars that year on the first three months of her, and then nine months of it was just free labor. And to me, that is not feeding the ox. I think there's scriptural implications there. Mm. So what we have done is we've done subcontractors, and I, there's some benefit to us as well. I'm not a big managing kind of person. I'm not a big, um, 
HR kind of person. I, I don't, I'd rather deal directly with people than have to worry about all the legalities. Um, and that's not intended to, so I could like, uh, you know, may make life difficult for people. It's literally, I'm like, here, here, here's the job. Here's what I'll pay you. And we've been completely transparent about pricing, about what we make and what other people make. And if they work hard and they do what they're supposed to do, they get paid what their labor deserves. Right. And that's very important to us. So you're saying in regards to finances, you guys, are, you know, you could, you could really put the screws down on somebody, probably get them for that and get things done. So you'd be better, but there'd be a balance and ethic issue. And what yeah. we're saying in regards to finances, folks, is, yeah. and as PJ's just sharing it, you've got to make choices, but you've got to make choices and don't wait. I mean, I'm encouraging you all start to save, Think long-term yes. now. That is an area my dad talked to me about early on. I felt like we just didn't make enough. I look back at it now and probably should have said no to some things, but we're getting ahead of the game now. So well, I'm saying this, go ahead. Yeah, and I just wanted to follow up, and this is where I was going with it. We have talked to other business owners, and I don't want to put anyone on blast. I'm not going to mention specific goals, but it became very apparent that their goal was to just not work and have other people's labor pay for them to live, even at a young age. And I look at that and I, I think, uh, yes, there's a retirement age where your value should go. And I mean, there's housewife labor, so which is very So as we're talking about valuable. these 10 areas, this really is a moral issue right there. That's right? what I'm saying. Like yeah. I'm looking at this and, and, and this is gonna be different for everyone, but um, especially as a business owner, if your goal is to just not work and let someone else like, uh, we often, I've often heard in the Christian church in America say, if a man doesn't work, neither should he eat. And it's referring to the poor. But the truth is, if you're really rich and you don't provide anything of value, the same verse applies. Right. Well, so it's important with the finances. So yeah. you're thinking through these things and yet you're, and folks, let me encourage you because there's going to be some balance. And even what PJ just said, if you're using people, there's going to be some, you might feel good, but you might not be good hmm. and there's a difference second of all emotional all right yeah this is striving to find some areas some things to do to make sure that you are and this is often tied to spiritual and i would agree to that but emotionally in a good spot so i have written down uh every evening uh, my wife and i we take a 15 minute stroll and it's pretty good. Mm. The only thing that'd be different is we have the dogs involved and that <laughs> is not always the favorite emotion, but, oh, yeah. but I think that needs, I know you and your wife and the kids will go for a walk in the evening. I think it's big. Yeah. And then five minutes of, uh, you know, just stopping, stretching and breathing. I did do something for a while every afternoon. And this goes back to the rituals, which we'll talk about in the third episode about this is I would go in the afternoon from like four 30 to five, sit on our porch, have a cup of coffee and read. That was very good for me emotionally. Mm. Uh, your mom would always say it brought a comfort. That's a little different now. And we're trying to find a way to do that because if I go out to the porch now, the boys are often in the back and it's not that it's bad. It's just not going to be really quiet. So we just got to work through that. But you folks out mm. there, you need to find ways to do this emotionally. You do a breathing thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think, and this is something that I need to return to, and this has been the big part of us hiring someone for the podcast because I was constantly scrambling. And that's where I was making mistakes, and this is something I've been talking about and trying to figure out how to fix. And then it became clear that part of the reason that I was scrambling was because we were making enough money to 
that, oh, I should actually hire somebody. Mm -hmm. And that's like, it's easier to look at that money and be like, oh, I just want it for myself. So that even goes back to the financial because yeah. you made a financial decision that affects your health. Right. And that, so and I look your, at this. And your intellectual and your marital and your parental. And my vocational because right. I wasn't doing what I should be doing. I was doing other things because I just didn't, I hadn't stopped to think about it. So folks, I don't know if you caught all that. If you sit back and as you're listening, you'll go, okay, that makes sense. It may cost a little bit, but it gains so much more, even as you look to the future of the business yeah. and the future of your own life. Well, and this is something that we've, to, and the, this is emotional, this is physical, and, it, and all of these do link together. And I think it's important to see the interplay. Back to being balanced. But um, you have to recognize long-term costs. So when you talk about marital, you know, we'll get to there. When we talk about emotional, um, we have chosen in seasons to be too busy. And we knew that was the case. And we always had, uh, it was always important for us that we had a plan to get out of that state. And there was a clear benefit to doing it. Because what happens is if you just start getting busy and you don't have a reason to get out or a plan to get out, um, there are long-term emotional, physical all these effects start to play into it, right? Mm -hmm. You're just like, uh, and you know, kids tend to throw a wrench into all this where it's like, oh, it's just a little too much. Like my sleep is obviously impacted by my four-year-old coming into the bedroom at night, right? And that that's a stage of life. But when you look at these different things and I look at our, our business as growing or you're looking at work, uh, if your work is constantly asking you to do more work for the same amount of pay, then you need to look and see, do I need to rene renegotiate? Do I need to find a different job? Is there a plan for me to not do, to do less work in the future? Because if you're looking at it and it's like, um, and I, I've seen this with friends, um, and I, I think they have plans for it, right? Like he, he's at a high level in his business. So he worked, I think 80 to hundred hours this last week, which is insane and not healthy, but it was part of a big project he's been working on for two years. That's very different to put in 100 hours for one week, whereas I had another friend who owned his own business, and he kind of proudly told me he was working 100 hours a week for the last four months. And then his business kind of stopped working for a while. I'm not entirely sure what's... He's kind of <laughs> dipped right. out for a little bit, but I'm like, it's not... That's not sustainable. No, it's not. And so the, the key with the, the emotional side of it, I think, is that... Um, if you bury emotional problems, uh, you can do that for a little bit. And I think there's some real maturity and usefulness to, to saying, I will deal with this later. The problem is, is that a lot of times when people say later, what they really mean is never. No question. All right. So we've talked financial, emotional, and even here, PJ talk about how emotional can impact your financial because then, and then thus it's going to affect this, your marital. Because if you're working a hundred hours a week, this is not going to be good. Uh, this is where I'm excited because I think you're really the marriage guru. So oh, I know so much about it. <laughs> so I have written down one date night a week. Mm. We, we've tried to do that often. Yeah. When, when we were in our busiest time and I was coaching, it might be once every uh, two or three weeks. Uh, but here in this scenario, um, and for, for us, it's a different scenario too because I'll say, let's go to lunch. So we, we get to do that. I try to pray with my wife every day. Um, this past weekend, we went out to eat with her family, uh, her sisters, and uh, thus my brother-in-laws. 
Now, some of you might say it's not a date night, but if we have 45 minutes on the way there in the car and 45 mm -hmm. minutes, that's really big for us. Uh, even when we went on vacation, that was some of our best. But I want to say this, folks. You got to be intentional about your marriage. Yeah. You got to be intentional about your emotional. You got to be intentional. These are choices, right? Like I'm, we're going to do. And so this is big. And it does, as you said uh, on our previous podcast, this does affect parental. Yeah. Like your kids are watching your marriage. So. And it, and if uh, you need to be on the same page for parental, and that comes down to good communication in your marriage. Huge. Uh, so your mom, you might not even know this. Whenever she being um, a strong woman and you two being boys that had thoughts and, uh, you know, were not just pushovers, but when you would express an opinion that mom would disagree with and she would start to, I don't know if the term is wax eloquent and, you know, I would just kind of, I had a look. We had talked about it and she, it, she would back off because folks, this might not be popular to say this today, but often young men don't want to be told what to do by a lady. Now hmm. that the, the, they just don't, that it's a, there's a, if you watch teachers, they'll struggle sometimes uh, female teachers with young men because they're trying to sow their oats and figure out who they are and, you know, bristle a bit. Well, you, you guys, Would you say the same for guys don't want to hear something from older men as well? Probably not as much. Okay. That's my opinion. Yeah, sure. You know, um, they don't, they'll at least listen to the older guy. They'll might reject it, mm. but they, sometimes they looked at it, I think as nagging. Okay. Mm. Um, and so, I mean, that's, that may have just opened up the world's biggest podcast questions, but <laughs> uh, I'm from my, you know what? Yeah. I, I'm not afraid of this because okay. from my experience yeah, yeah, yeah. watching young men with teachers yeah. and with their moms, yeah. if they in any way felt controlled, mm -hmm. they struggled with it. Yeah. And that's just my, uh, and I, you say, well, that's your opinion. I would agree, but it's my also more an opinion. It's my observation. Like yeah. I watch this um, and I've seen kids that, especially if they're strong personalities, just reject it. And it causes a lot of tension in a home. Yeah. I, so, I think there's uh, coming from like the, the little psychology I've read on this. It's just a very complex topic. Okay. And so when you, uh, I think there there is a lot of wisdom in handling it with care, right? Like it, there is just this different. Um, it's a very different dynamic between between a mother and a son, right? Oh, that that, that, that I thought that's what you were saying. I like, yes, yeah. there is, and it, it's a it's a complex thing. So there's no is. question. So um, I just think it's important that um, you know they they see that your mom gave you rope to make mistakes. I guess maybe that's where it is too. Sure. That, uh, and she did that and I really appreciate it. Right. That. Well, she wanted to control <laughs> some things here. This is where, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. So this is where folks make, there's a lot guys, of variables. Guys will do dumb things. Yeah. Yeah. No, like when Dobson wrote his book about boys, raising yeah. boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it talks about guys, you know, fireworks and so forth. Men will go with their sons and do this stuff. Yeah. The mom's worried about injuries. Yes. And so they felt somewhat like mom was hovering and not letting them go out. And as you guys have allowed, you've walked through it with Becky. Let your boys fall. Let them fail. Let them get hurt. Well, and this is, I think, a very important, like, even when you're talking about, I understand what you're saying in terms with, uh, with my mom because mom has a very strong personality. Mom is a very 
direct Ooh, and out. confrontational person. And I appreciate that about her, but you tend to not be that as much. And so for all of the, these discussions, it's always going to be down to particular situations, right? Like, um, and so I, I think that's, uh, in the, in the, in the instance that you're talking about, I think it's very, very useful. And so, so it always depends we didn't know on each we'd person. End up on this folks, but I will say, I agree with you, <laughs> yeah. mom, but I agree that I, I would state yeah. that uh, moms are much more protective than men. Generally speaking. Right. Yeah. Like they yeah. are. And so a young man wants to go. They have to be able to take some risks. And they want, yes. to, go, they want to go fast and they want to go hard in most cases. Yes. And so that's a challenge. That's something Becky's, and this goes back to communication, that's something Becky Sue and I have talked about extensively. With about your boys. But that we it's, are okay with them taking risks. It's been evident. Which is what you're talking about is communicating with yeah. my mom. Right. No question. All right. The next one is social. Um, and that is getting out and impacting your society. So for me, it was getting involved in a men's Bible study mm. and then into a church. And the truth is, folks, I don't have this down, but we have gotten involved in our community the best we can. We're very neighborhood oriented. Yeah. Um, and it, I think it's imperative that you don't get stuck in your house, that you're impacting others and uh, affecting them. Thoughts on social? Uh, you know, I love this. I think um, don't underestimate the value of staying in one place for a long time. Yep. And don't underestimate the value of rituals. So for us, like Christmas giving, like uh, this last time we did uh, a jar of jam and a, a homemade loaf of bread, which didn't take as much time. Um, I, you know, I baked the bread, Becky Sue and mom did the cards and the jam, and they took it to almost everyone on our street. Uh, all the people we'd really gotten to know well. Um, and that over time, like over the course of several years, it does demonstrate care, right? And I, I think that's yep. really important. And I, I think there's a, it, it, it's difficult, right? There's, there's always questions of balance, but do not be afraid to partake in the civic side of things, right? Um, if you have that opportunity um, to participate in a city board or to volunteer for a small, uh, just to really get to know other people no in your question. community. Those it's things really are good. valuable. Really good. And it's imperative that you find balance in social, that you're impacting others and they're impacting your family. Yeah. Uh, letting it back forth. Last one, avocational. That is a hobby. Something, you know, you mentioned woodworking before for emotional. Mm. I think those two could be sometimes combined. Sure. That's a great hobby. And then it's emotionally. For me, it's interesting. My avocational is to get uh, work on my golf game. And the truth is that can be better for me emotionally. It's good to get out, get away. And then there's sometimes it's not as good emotionally because I'm not as playing that well. But most of the time it is. Mm. Um, I have written to write the book, but I think. <laughs> Sorry, I think, it just clicked for me when you talk about golf. <laughs> right. Like I get, like I want to get better. I play so. a highly competitive video game and, uh, and that's it's, very it's very relaxing. And yet it's also incredibly frustrating at the same time. Yes. <laughs> it's relaxing what? Most of the time. Yeah. But I think the, the big thing with a lot of this is, I, I think for me, um, there it, our society does tend to be a society that lives in a language and culture of boxes. And we like to create people who are good at one thing. It's like, oh, I am an accountant. I am a pastor. I And that means I'm a people person, right? Oh, I'm the people person pastor, right? 
and we don't like to give this breadth and depth of the human experience and what humans are capable of. And so when I think of hobbies, um, just giving yourself that ability to have a well-rounded life, I think is, is just an invaluable thing. Very much so. Give me the last five again. Financial, Folks, emotional. Write these down. Write these down again. Financial, emotional, marital, social, avocational. And if you didn't get the first five, it's spiritual, physical, intellectual, parental, vocational. Yep. And I think this is, uh, I- I'm so glad you brought this up, uh, whether it's perfect or not, is really like what what's perfect anyways. I think the the goal is that we help you take your next step. So if you've taken that next step today on your journey of personal growth, uh, or you learned something, please like, share, and subscribe so someone else can too. Yeah, and don't forget, this is all taken from Michael Hyatt. Um, yeah. So we want to give him the credit. We don't, but it, it's helped me immensely and wanted to share it with you. Thank love you. you. Yeah, love you too.